Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. It's good to be back. It's currently, oh, I don't know, like feels like negative 16 here or something. And um, just to prove my love for you and showing up here, I'm standing in my office closet, which has no heat, but it's the most soundproof spot in my house. Someday I'll have a really nice little recording studio somewhere. But for now, I've got my office closet and it is cold. And if I have to bring the heater in here, um, you get the background noise of the heater. So I'm showing up for you in my freezing. But I wanted to share something with you. I recently listened to a podcast and the title of the podcast was 10 Things Inspiring Me in the New Year. And at first I was like, oh, I should write a a podcast or I should record a podcast like that and share 10 things that are inspiring me. And then I thought about it a little more and I'm like, no, actually, I want to take myself back. And what were some things that inspired me on my healing journey? When I was at that point of heavy and dark and painful, what were some things that inspired me? So I came up with nine things that inspired me on my healing journey. These are in no particular order, but I want to share them with you because maybe one of them is something that can become an inspiration for you. They're also going to date when I was going through this a little bit, but the first one was church. Church became a huge inspiration in my healing. I am Catholic, go to a very traditional Catholic church. We had a priest who would um, often do what is called high mass in the Catholic church. So we had incense and, you know, he wore the fancier robes and um, just some more very traditional things. And I found so much inspiration in the readings, in the songs, just being in a place of worship and like, being willing to feel the love of Jesus Christ in that space because we often, after we experience betrayal, we often feel unloved and unlovable. And the church, I just allowed it to be a place to remind me that I am loved exactly who I for who I am and for how I was made. And so the church was a huge inspiration to me. Previous to that, my ex-husband had been in a band and he was the lead singer in a band and we were skipping church quite a bit. Church was not a major priority. And once I we separated, it became just the kids and I, it was almost like church became a lifeline to me and I needed it every Sunday morning to get my inspiration for the week. Number two is um, a Catholic author. His books, most of his books aren't really specific to Catholicism. And the one book that was my favorite is not specific to Catholicism at all. So anybody could read it. But this author, Matthew Kelly, 
I devoured his books on my healing journey. And the one book that I have devoured over and over and over and over was called, I believe the exact title, you'd think having read it so many times, I would know the exact title, but I think it's called The Rhythm of Life. And it is literally basically my mentorship for women. I took what he wrote in that book and I reworded it in ways that applied to infidelity and betrayal and created a mentorship from that. I think, I don't know how many times I've read that book, but nearly every page either has a highlight or a dog tag on it because it is so, so good. And I was so grateful that I just happened to pick up that book in the middle of my healing journey because, oh man, was it good for me. Number three was friendships. For the first time in most of my adult life, I felt like I was making friends. And I know that before that, I was purposely not making friends because I was trying to hide from people finding out what was happening in my marriage. And so this was the first time I felt like I had friends. And I would do like a once a month Friday night you know, most of my friends were teachers because that was where I was hanging out was at school and they would come over after school on a Friday night and we would, you know, drink some wine and have some snacks and just hang out and the kids would run around. And I was getting out and going out with friends and it was so, I had so many people showing up for me when I allowed the friendships to be in my life. And instead of pushing them away and learning to receive their love and their support and their help was such an inspiration to me and a godsend really on my healing journey. Number four, this one's going to age me a little bit. Listen, this was before, I don't even know. I I should have looked up when Instagram came out because I, if Instagram was out, I didn't really know anything about Instagram. I was for sure not on Instagram, but Pinterest was a thing. And I had a little Pinterest board called quotes. And I loved to save quotes on Pinterest. And some of them were very uplifting, inspiring quotes. And some of them were like, you know, what you would want to say to the guy who cheated on you if you were just gonna rattle your mouth. And those inspired me too sometimes. And so I had made it, you know, this was back, you could make it a private board so nobody could see it. And I just when I would come across one that spoke to me, I would save it on that quotes board. And then when I was feeling really low, I would go back to that quotes board and I would read through them and they would help inspire me and lift me up. And those were really, really good for me. Now I would, um, just save things on, on Instagram. Probably I don't use Pinterest as much anymore. I've just kind of gotten away from it, but it was really, really helpful back then. And we're talking, nine, 10 years ago for me. Number five, running. I started out running because I wanted to prove that I could after, you know, something that had been said to me by by my ex-husband one time, but like, listen, he's not around. I can do what I want. I'm going to run. And while that was great to prove that point, I didn't realize how much it would help me to calm my nervous system, to help heal my heart, to get me out of the anger, to inspire me to show up more loving for my children. 
And it really, really, really became the thing that probably the thing that helped balance my mood the most when I was going through the thick of it. Do I run now? No. Should I run now? Yes. But it was, it was there when I needed it. And I'm so grateful that I picked up a pair of running shoes and decided to give it a try. Number six was creating, getting crafty. When I was alone, I I have to be busy and I, I can only watch so much TV. Actually, I usually have to be doing something while I'm watching TV. I just get bored with TV. And I did a lot of creating. I, you know, I made a wreath. I painted my house. I decorated. I, I did other kind of crafty things. I got started with essential oils and learned to make, you know, rollers and lip balms and all these different things with the oils. And creating is cathartic. It just is. Like when you can create something with your own hands, it just does something to your heart, to your soul, to your mind. And I still have some of the things that I created. I still have the wreath that I created from my son's Harry Potter books. And it's it's in our foyer and it's a very important piece of my home that that represents so much for me. And so if you like, um, I've lately, I've been knitting, I've picked knitting back up and I'm, my goal this year is to knit a, a, a washcloth, a kitchen washcloth, one every week. And there's just something about creating. I think that as Christians, we are called to create, whether that's we create families, we create love, we create work, we create income, we create just for the fun of creating, but we are all called to create. And when you can get back to that, there it just, it does something to calm your nervous system. And our, and this is a whole nother episode that I want to, I want to do soon about, about regulating the nervous system. But you know, I didn't understand about the nervous system and regulating it back then, but I look back now and I realize that's why I was drawn to that activity because it helped to regulate my nervous system and creating was one of those. Number seven was journaling and reading my Bible. I, for the first time in my life, really picked up a Bible and got really serious about reading and understanding the Bible. And then I would journal and I journaled off and on, but I had never combined journaling with the Bible until I was in my deepest, darkest pain. And that was when I pulled out that Bible and I really started to try to learn and understand the words on the pages. And I had a therapist recommend a couple books of the Bible for me. And that was, I think that was like the invitation for me to get into my Bible and to actually read it. Number eight was prayer. Prayer became a huge inspiration for me, a huge um, piece of my healing journey. I signed up to do uh, an hour at our Adoration Chapel, which is just a, a chapel on on our church grounds, on our parish grounds that 
at the time pre-COVID was open 24 hours, but in order to be open, because the, the, the Blessed Sacrament, the Eucharist was there, someone had to be present in the chapel at all times. And so I took the Thursday, at first I took the Thursday evening spot. Now I'm in a Thursday after Thursday morning spot. But um, so combined with this new love of reading the Bible and journaling, I'm now spending at least one hour a week dedicated to prayer. But I will tell you also Prayer was the thing that got me through the nights I couldn't sleep. Prayer was the thing that got me through the shower when I wanted to just sob. I prayed so many prayers on this journey. And specifically the rosary, which is a particular set of prayers that in the Catholic faith you pray. Um, And I still to this day have that rosary hanging in my shower, not because I need it, but as a reminder to me of where I was and how far I've come. And so it still hangs in my shower. And number nine was time in nature with my kids. I took my kids on more trips, um, more nature walks, more hikes. We rented a cabin and went camping. So many things that uh, we got as soon as it snowed, we got out in the snow. We went snow tubing. We we have gone um, rafting or, or tubing on the it's not a river, creek. I think it's technically a creek, but I realized that being with my children and being with my children specifically outside was so healing for me and brought me so much joy. And that's really what we want on this journey is like to find the things that bring us joy. And when I look back on this list of nine things, Almost all of these, okay, except running, which I'm going to like get back into walking this year. Like, you know, you got to move your body. We know now that like to prevent Alzheimer's later on, you got to move your body and you got to build muscle. So, but when I look at this list, so much of this, I'm still, I have kept in my life. I'm still doing, I'm still creating and I find that I love it. This year it's knitting and it's sourdough And I'm still like obsessed with going to church and I get so much out of the homilies every week and the music. I'm still obsessed with Matthew Kelly's books and I just pulled another one out called Resisting Happiness that I want to read again. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning to be that friend who doesn't close people off for fear that they might learn something about you. Um, you know, they're not quotes on Pinterest anymore, but I have a whole slew of posts on Instagram saved that inspire me and lift me up and remind me of who I am and whose I am. And I'm still journaling. I'm still reading my Bible more than I ever have. I'm still praying. I'm still going to chapel every week. And I'm still obsessed with spending time in nature with my kids and now with my husband. And so Think about the things that are inspiring you, or if you don't have any idea what is inspiring you right now, take my list and take one thing from my list and give it a try and see, does it lighten your load? Does it make the, the, the backpack of painful memories a little bit lighter? If it does, keep doing it and then add something else. Because I want you to get to a place one day where you can share the things that inspired you on your healing journey. Because there will be someone that you encounter 
in your life that maybe needs to hear your words too. So go find the things that give you inspiration, that inspire you to show up, that inspire you to be tender, that inspire you to forgive and to love and to be the hero of your story. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning. Thank you.